Hello, my name's Beth and this is the Dreaming Earth podcast, um, a new podcast which is still taking shape. Um, yeah, and I'm just arriving in my chosen position for this week's episode. I'm on the top of a hill surrounded by beautiful waving grass and all kinds of other things, dandelions and red clover, white clover, plantain, hawthorn, willow herb, scabious, quaking grass, um, the remains of the orchids, ragwort, knapweed. I mean, there's endless diversity where I'm sat. Um, The weather we're having at the moment is really changeable. So if there's a storm of rain suddenly, I'm in bright sunshine at the moment, but the bottom of the hill is covered in cloud. So I may have to pause and run for cover. But yeah, so I'm just arriving in the recording. Seems to be a lot in me today. I've had a hard day, my dear dad. He's really unwell, those of you who know me. Um, I'd like to include that because that's what I'm arriving with. There's all kinds to do with that. Um, Yeah, so I'm arriving here (laughs) with all my stuff. Um, And... Last night it was, again, quite difficult to pick. Oh, here comes a plane by the sounds of it. I can hear it through my headphones. Um, It was quite difficult to pick who I'm going to ask for this dream today. But I chose somewhere very similar to where I am now. But I've chosen to come up here because I was feeling a bit overwhelmed and I didn't want to see any people while I was recording. But it's a very similar place. It's long, long grass. It's been uncut. It's set, set aside ground, um, agricultural ground near where I live and you know we've been complaining about it walking through with our dogs and you know because it's soaking wet and it's awkward to walk through and you get so drenched even if the sun's up you know Um, but I really got a sense of it yesterday that just the beauty and majesty and diversity of this um, all these species together I mean it's mainly grasses but there's all kinds in them meadow sweet and you know, there's, there's so much in, in, in this ground when it's allowed to grow, and there's something really poignant about that, isn't there? Um, and today, I was in, when I was in Gloucester waiting for my dad outside the hospital, I could see people mowing lawns and these kind of immaculate one-species, one um, I'll go a bit nearer because it's very windy, grasses, and then gra- lawns that were left un, uncared for. But just the richness of um, species diversity that immediately arrives Um, and just that whole idea of when something's inconvenient for us versus their right to be here you know and so yeah it was that field of grasses that I that I chose to incubate my dream with last night Um, I wish I knew which particular grasses were down there they're definitely um, bent grasses common bent probably Um, and there's another one which I don't know. I'm not very good on grass names, and I've tried hard, actually, this morning since I've been back to identify one of them in particular down there. But I did find a really um, sweet little rhyme which can help us identify the whole, the whole range of plants that we call grasses, which are actually sedges, rushes, and grasses. They're all different. And so here's this little poem. It's only tiny. Sedges have edges. Rushes are round. Grasses are hollow, so what have you found? (laughs) So that's a good um, way, if any of you are interested in identifying 
these kind of species, then that's a nice little um, a nice little rhyme to remember. I'll put that on the website version of the podcast. And for any of you listening, you haven't been on the website. It's always accompanied with images and a transcript of the waking dream that I do at the end if you listen to the podcast on the website and you can subscribe there too if you like the images so yeah surrounded by all of this family of plants that survive together and live together and thrive together if they're let left to their own devices um, there's a place for all of them um, so yeah I'll give you the dream okay so I'm in a large old building, feels like a castle made of beautiful pale golden stone. I'm in charge of a large hearth, busy gathering the glowing ash into a pile in order for the remaining wood to burst into flames. I see it needs a good shake-up, but, it, but that it's about to kick into life. A man who I know in waking life comes in and tells me I should put some logs on. I tell him, no, it's about to burst into flames. I feel defensive that he's getting involved. I say to him, my mum always worries at home that the fire's going to go out, and I always tell her it's about to kick into flame. He laughs and he says, no, I know it's good. You didn't do anything wrong. You've kept the fire good. I should just put a couple of logs on. I let him do this, and I see vividly the grain of the wood in two pieces, one from each side of the fire. As I leave the room, I have a sense of regret that I said this about my mum, like it was unnecessary or something. Next, we're all working on the castle building. Me, the man, the man's wife, a few people who appear as people I know in my waking life, and a young woman who's very dear to me, some powerful people who I've had difficulty with, all kinds of people from my waking life, seven or eight people. I wonder if my brother can manage what he's doing up on the roof. He's there too. But I relax and trust him. We work together with different length nails, and I feel the stone with my hands to find out what's needed. So yeah, that's the dream I got last night. Um, And I'd like to thank that particular field, which I can see from here. It's probably half a mile away. I can see from the top of this hill. It's very similar to the one I'm in, but um, it was a particular location. So yeah, I'd like to thank them for that. Um, And again, the more I do this, the more I hope that their voice of those species will come through, what I say in my kind of limited human weight <clears throat> so yeah the um the dream so lots of the people in this dream um have a feeling around them not all of them of difficulty that i've been having with them or with subject matter to do with them where i might feel uh prickly and defensive and like i need to protect myself from their involvement now, a lot of this in my personal, in the layers of personal um, imagery, if, this, if I was reading the dream for myself, um, would have to do with a huge subject that I've been working with for years on masculine and feminine. Now, I don't have the skills or the language to do this subject justice, although it's something I'm passionately, passionately um, involved with on a personal level. But I realise, and I want to honour the difficulties of talking about this subject um, and how quickly that can get into uh, discourse about gender, about sexuality. Um, And as I said, that's not something I feel qualified to talk about. 
But what I do feel qualified to talk about is my own sense of that, that masculine-feminine dynamic, something that's not to do with gender or the shape of your body or who you choose to have sex with. It's something deeper and more fundamental that we choose those names for. Masculine-feminine is just one way of putting it. So that would be similar to black and white, which is also politically problematic. Um, day and night, you know, yin and yang, um, earth and sea, earth and sky. There, there's many ways that we can, um, sun and moon, you know, there's lots and lots of ways that different cosmologies and religions and philosophies describe these two opposites. But what they're trying to describe is two polarities which come together as a whole. Like I say, I'm steering very clear from anything to do with gender or sexuality. That's not what I'm talking about here. And I honour everybody's position on that. Um, that's not something one person can encompass on their own. And that, that's as it should be. Um, but there's something in this dream that feels really important about that. And I guess the bigness of the subject for me is that I feel like the whole issue with climate crisis and uh, cultural crisis is has at its root this difficulty of men and women and masculine and feminine from, from inside, in our psyches, in that place of our soul where those two places um, exist in everybody, um, into our relationships, whether they're same sex or, or opposite sex, into our communities, into the world at large, into our relationship with the environment and the planet. Um, so I, f I feel like this, is a re this, this dream has touched on something quite difficult to to talk about for me, um, partly because I care about it so much and partly because it's, it's such a big subject. But um, yeah, so what happened in this dream? I, I was tending the fire. Now the fire in the hearth is, is like such a beautiful imagery, isn't it, of the life source, the energy, the thing that keeps us burning, keeps us warm, keeps us um, safe, keeps us in life. You know, there's so much imagery in fire, isn't there? Keeps us inspired, keeps us connected to life. Um, you know, and it's literally the sort of flip side of the sun as well. You know, already there's this masculine feminine. It's the re, um, reigniting of stored sun, isn't it? In something that looked inert, this, this firewood. Um, and, and the woman in, in, in the dream, me, um, or me, me as the woman, was in this kind of darkened area. And that's, you know, traditionally associated with the feminine, this inner, this inner self, this, um, this more mysterious realm, which we can't necessarily control. It doesn't stay very still. It's quite mobile. It moves about. It's not consistent. It, that's not its um, frame of reference. It's, um, it's a very different beast to what we would describe as the masculine, who is, you know, and obviously this man comes in with his firewood to tamper with my fire. And immediately, you know, this tells you a fair bit about my personal struggles with this. Um, but in this dream, and I've had a series like it, and again, I'm not going to relate it to myself, but um, there isn't the struggle. There's a reticence, there's a hesitancy to, to allow um, this man's engagement. But in the end, I do do that. And um, th this is key to what I kind of wanted to bring in the simplest way I can to the subject of masculine and feminine. And we can talk about it in terms of feminism and, and masculinity in the, in the world at the moment, which is a can of worms and a you know, a hot mess, in my opinion. Um, and I was talking on a thread recently on Instagram with a, a good friend of mine who, who we talk about this together a fair bit, um, where 
I said that feminism, and I've read this somewhere, and I think it was by a Sufi writer, feminism has been blinded by her tears and she needs to wipe her tears because she's now not seeing straight. And that's how I feel about the situation um, on so many levels in the world. And And I feel like that's in my dream. This is me in my dream, wiping my tears and allowing this man in. Now, this man in my waking life um, is someone that I've had lots of difficulty with. He's too authoritative for me and, and has been, for me, the dark side of masculine, the dominating, bullying, superior, um, coercive, exploitative, all the things that we know um, that we know ca- can go dark in the masculine. And again, I'm not just talking about men, I'm talking about that in, in females, in whoever you are. Um, and sure, there's a big dark side to, to feminine too and that's almost what I'm bringing to light you know that that feminine needs to trust masculine <laughs> again and not just in ourselves obviously that's where we start that's the only sensible place to start is within our own psyche um, and that's what starts to happen in this dream um, and in previous dreams that I've had uh, that, that's not been the case and obviously when you work dreams on a personal level they do have a trajectory that you know the the feelings change, the action changes, the, the people that you're relating to, it, it all changes as you move through this material. But um, from the point of view of the grasses and this diversity, um, yeah, that's what it's bringing for me today is, is just that intense need for, in order for the feminine to be honoured and adored and held up and allowed to move and be free, she has to trust the masculine, the rooted, solar, strong, calm, um, rational, conscious masculine. And again, the feminine would be more related to the unconscious. And you know, there's plenty of my male friends out here who are dreamers like me, um, who are well in touch with that feminine side of themselves. And this doesn't mean to say that a feminization of a man. This is not what I'm saying at all. And this is where I feel a bit out of my depth. I so want to get that across. Um, what we're talking about is a balance, an internal balance where there is a good relationship, just like you would expect it in a, in a romantic coupling that you might have in your waking life. This good relationship on the inside, in the inside of your castle, <laughs> where the woman tends the fire and the man brings the wood. Now that might sound offensive to some of your ears, um, And I understand that because there's a reason why feminists are so angry and patriarchy has been so awful. We have all suffered at the hand of that, all of us, men and women, and anyone who you like to call yourself. Um, But this is about regaining trust, regaining a place where there are different roles for different aspects of ourselves. And if we can come to some point of trust within ourselves about those roles... And, and to see difference, then we can bring that out into the further world and start experimenting with all the complexity of that. Um, and so in the dream, when, when I've accepted, or I've let this man put some wood on the fire, I really see very clearly the grain of the wood, which is obviously the fuel. Um, and there's something very beautiful about that that comes really into focus. I'm very in my senses. I can see the nature of the fuel. And one comes in from both sides of the fire, which again, there's this really balanced feeling in there when I drop my guard. And there's one interesting bit where I try and I try and make light of this and say something about, well, my mum always says this. And again, that's that's the kind of hangover I feel is a bit of a personal thing where I feel I have to pacify the masculine. And every woman listening will know what I mean about that. 
um, because of fear, you know, but there's only a remnant in this dream. And, and whilst every woman knows men they, they need to fear, we all know thousands we don't, and we all know thousands that we can trust, and we can start to trust the masculine in ourselves. And this will be to do with what we bring out into the world, what we, what we make conscious, what we bring structure to, what we shine a light all over. And it is the shining light. The masculine is the solar. It's the, it's the you know, I'm looking out across this lovely, bright, daylit, sunny field. And this is very, very solar. And then, you know, the moon comes up, it goes dark, it's less conscious, there's, the, the visibility is lower, but there's these other qualities, um, this depth that comes in the, in the night, in the dark, in the feminine. Um, and so, yeah, that's, and in the dream, there was, there was much more trust there. I let this man put some wood on the fire, nothing bad happened, the fire remained lit. But then I cut to the next stage of the dream. And, um, you know, when you work dreams, it's, it, it's very much linked with how you felt and reacted in the last part. What happens next is almost, because the dream's alive, it's a sort of a live response to how you felt in the dream. So had I reacted differently to the man and, and refused his wood on the fire, um, this, this next part wouldn't have come. So the next part that came is a, a kind of scene where we're all working on this, on this castle. We're all, I'm, I'm stood by a wall and I'm, and I'm very carefully handling the stone. I can feel the fabric of the stone. I've got some iron nails in my hands. You know, and I used to do blacksmithing. I'm very very fond of materials, very attached to materials. And there's something very different about iron and stone, isn't there? But, they're, but, but again, they're very earthed. They're very, um, they're very elemental. Um, and this is a sunny day. We're, we're out and there's, you know, my brother's on the roof. I can't see him, but I know he's up there. There's this man and his wife. And there's another couple that I've had a bit of difficulty with recently. And again, it's all to do with authority. These figures have all been powerful, authoritative, authoritative authoritarian is that right authoritative whatever people um and there's also another interesting you know another um actually no I won't go into that that's that's a personal slant see I'm still picking through this on how to I'm trying to keep it universal so yeah these people we're all working together and there's a place for everyone we're cooperating it's not sort of um yeah we're just it's just kind of a productive and content sort of atmosphere as we work on the building of this um, of this castle and again if you look at the traditional imagery of a castle it's um you know it's a seat of power sure but it's it's a home it's a kind of it's a stronghold isn't it um and we're all working together on this on this building in harmony and yeah, I'm not going to complicate that any further. And uh, if I sound distracted, it's because my dog's just disappeared. She'll be after a hair or something. Um, I think that'll be okay. So, yeah, so that's, that's what I've got. Here she comes. That's what I've got from that dream. And, um, yeah, I could, I could speak about this subject all day and not feel like I've scratched the surface, but I'm aware that I want to keep the weekly podcast not too long and just like something just a bite that you can absorb however however you want to however we'll take what what you want from that goodness it's so windy it's so windy um but yeah so I do have a waking dream for you as well and it's based again like as normal on on this dream and I wanted to say a little bit about the waking dream too that it's not this isn't in order to sort of mold you 
to do with things that have happened. This is almost like to uh, create a new experience in your body, to bring something new to your body that that you might you haven't experienced or you aren't in the position to, or that, that that you're just not. It's just a new thing. So it's not trying to alter anything in you at all. It's it's presenting something new in order to um, for that to be embodied and and the benefits that might come from that. And so I'm trusting that the dream is bringing, is bringing that benefit, and, I, and I'm trusting that it's bringing that benefit from the more than human world, um, which is my aim, you know. And, and in terms of this masculine-feminine dynamic, to me, that's all about the natural world. It's everywhere in the natural world. And um, there's such a beauty and belonging in that union and that wholeness that has nothing to do with the politics of gender and sexuality, um, and I think we miss a trick when we are scared to talk about this. And I think it's really important to talk about for, for everybody, for all humans and for all non-human life. I think this is a really, really important subject. So, yeah, this waking dream um, is, I've written it to, to try and embody some of what that dream has brought to us. And I'm sure there'll be many other layers in the dream that you can detect and that you can reflect into um, and I'd love your feedback on that if you want to give it. Yeah, so, okay, so if you want to lie down or sit down somewhere quiet for this waking dream, it's a, it's a kind of meditative thing. And what I'm going to do is get you to close your eyes and count you in. So it's going to go three, two, one. And I want you to envisage those numbers as I count you in on each out breath. Okay, so if you shut your eyes and on the first out breath, I want you to see the three. And on the second out breath, I want you to see the two. And then on the last out breath, I want you to see the one, tall, strong and bright. See yourself in a castle. You're a happy, smiling woman, cosy and content in a darkened room, kneeling by a huge hearth. You love being here. You're in charge of this place and this fire. You know all its ways, what it needs and how to look after it and keep it burning brightly. It's a quiet and warm, darkened room. The fire glows red, orange, pink and yellow. Its light flickers on the ancient stone walls and you can feel its warmth on your cheeks. You pick up an iron poker and stoke the ashes and you see shadows move and sparks fly. Feel into the immense power of the fire. You hear a wooden door open to your left and a man comes in with an armful of firewood. He brings with him a ray of sunshine from outside, which shines, into, shines its light through the open door and across the stone floor. He is strong, rooted and calm, and he stands up straight. He's friendly and he's smiling at you. He places the logs by the fire and you wait while he puts two pieces in. You see clearly the grain of the wood as the fire takes it into its heart. You smile at each other and you both feel the power of the fire. Now I want you to zoom out and look down on the castle. See the fields immediately around the castle, the children playing, the coloured flags, the gardens of vegetables, fruit and healing herbs, the men and women working together. And beyond that, the land is covered in diverse plants and trees. Animals walk amongst the woodland and open ground. There's a generous river full of fishes and plants. Every type of person you can imagine is welcome here. 
there's somewhere for everyone and every living thing to thrive. Now open your eyes and feel again the man and the woman beside the power of the fire. Okay, so there's one more thing I've got for you today, which I was talking about with my lovely dad, who's having a really tough time at the moment. And it's my favourite book of the Bible, Song of Solomon. That's where this passage is from. And for me, it's kind of, well, it just, I love it. <laughs> I love this book and I love the imagery from nature in terms of love and relating um, you can read this in any way you like. It could be a man and a woman. It could be something happening inside you. It could be a human being with the natural environment. Um, but I've always loved the imagery and it was a beautiful conversation I had with my dad. And I want to share part of Song of Solomon. I think this is chapter three. I've just got it written on my phone. Um, but you can find it yourself in the Bible. And the whole book is absolutely beautiful. Um, and also why I think of it, I'm going to add on the website a video, if I can work out how to do it, of a lovely art installation, an art performance rather, that I saw of a man and a woman spinning on a platform. And it's honestly one of the most touching images I've ever seen that illustrates this subject of joining as a whole. And again, you don't need to see it as a man and a woman. See it as something internal in you and reflect on just what this makes you think of, what this brings up in you, the, the reactions, the defensiveness. Just be interested in how this makes you feel, the longings you might feel. Um, and I'm going to try and add that on the website, so I'd love you to look at that too, because that is um, something that I've watched, oh, I don't know, 100 times more than that. I cannot get enough of watching this image. I think it's so beautiful, so I want to share that with you too and hope that you can piece together something of what came through in this dream via me. <laughs> okay, so here's the Song of Solomon piece. Oh, the splendours of King Solomon, the bravest of Israel surround his bed. Three score warriors, each of them skilled in battle, each with his sword on his thigh against the terror of the night. King Solomon built a pavilion from the cedars of Lebanon. Its pillars he made of silver, cushions of gold, couches of purple linen, and the daughters of Jerusalem paved it with love. Come out, of, come out, daughters of Zion, and gaze at Solomon the king. See the crown his mother set on his head on the day of his wedding, the day of his heart's great joy. How beautiful you are, my love, my friend, the doves of your eyes looking out from the thicket of your hair, your hair like a flock of goats bounding down Mount Gilead. Your teeth, white hues, all alike, that come up fresh from the pond. A crimson ribbon, your lips, how I listen for your voice. The curve of your cheek, a pomegranate in the thicket of your hair. Your neck is a tower of David, raised in splendour, a thousand bucklers hand upon it, all the shields of the warriors. Your breasts are two fawns, twins of a gazelle, grazing in a field of lilies. You are all beautiful, my love, my perfect one. Come with me, my bride, come down with me from Lebanon, look down from the peak of Amarna, look down from Senir and Hermon, from the mountains of the leopards, the lion's dens. Your lips are honey, honey and milk are under your tongue, your clothes hold the scent of Lebanon. An enclosed garden is my sister, my bride, a hidden well, a sealed spring. Your branches are an orchard of pomegranate trees heavy with fruit, flowering henna and spikenard, spikenard and saffron, cane and cinnamon, with every tree of frankincense, myrrh and aloes, 
all the rare spices. You are a fountain in the garden, a well of living waters that stream from Lebanon. And that's just, um, you know, something that's so difficult in our modern time, isn't it? To, to really feel into, even on the simplest level in a story, a man really honouring and adoring and, and, being, and devoting his love to a woman and seeing all her beauty and the, and, and, and the woman trusting and leaning on the strength and stability and wisdom of the man. And again, I know how difficult this sounds. I'm not unaware, but I, but I, but I feel it very deeply and I, I want you to try and take it in on some level. And my little dog's come back. Is it time to stop, Iris? You hear her panting. <laughs> you can hear her panting. It's quite fun with this microphone. Um, so yeah, thank you again, everybody, for listening, for those of you who've got this far in the podcast. And um, your feedback is really welcome. And thank you, everyone who's donating. This takes a huge amount from me, actually. I'm really, really enjoying it. And, and the commitment is something that I want, but it does take an awful lot. And so your comments, your enthusiasm, your feedback, your donations are all so, so appreciated. Um, and I will see you next week and I do you know I forgot there's so many elements to this I forgot even that we're actually on the dark moon aren't we at the moment we're in that low period right at the um the end and the start of the moon cycle that dark feminine space and again I feel like feminine and masculine are, are so in this subject matter in, in in equal measure that's the entire point and um yeah in this dark space I feel like this slowing down and this just consider just consider this um this difficult subject and just give it space breathe through your anxiety and your defensiveness and your spiky prickliness women particularly about this subject i think we're getting lost and i think the rest of the our beautiful planet is suffering from from this confusion and lostness of us all so yeah that's enough from me and I'm going to leave this recording um yeah and I'll, and I'll leave you with my favorite things those courage imagination and heart until next time bye bye <laughs>